It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome in to Nokomis High School for tonight's Nokomis Regional Semifinal. And it's a battle of Indians that is between the Altamont Indians and the Carlisle Indians. And welcome into the broadcast position. My name is Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Daters, and we'll hear calling all the action tonight here on the Voice of Altamont Indians Athletics, 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Also streaming online, fmradio.com, and on the FM radio app as well. Altamont comes into this one 26 and 04 overall, and the number one overall seed in this regional. And uh, Carlisle comes in as the 10th seed, 8 and 22. I have them down for their record wise, and they come in as a 10th seed. How both teams got here was on a Saturday. Altamont a dominating performance against Mulberry Grove, 84 to 29 was the uh, final. It was uh, pretty close early on with a score of six to five, but then. It was a balanced scoring effort there in the opening quarter for Altamont, and they jumped out to the 25-9 lead. They led 50-12 to at halftime, and the second unit played the entirety of the second half, and so the starters got a nice little rest. And Wyatt Phillips, uh, he had all scores with 18 points, and he had five of threes, and Caden Davis even came in in the fourth quarter and made three from beyond the arc for his nine points. Caden uh, Kynan Earhart actually had 11 points, and he came off the bench early on as uh, Eric Coleman was in a little bit of foul trouble early, and uh, he came in with 11 points, and Avery Yarhouse had 10 points as well. So dominating performance there on a Saturday, and you can't, uh, we said it a couple of times during the uh, postgame, uh, you can't win them all unless you win the first one, and that's exactly what Altamont did. They took care of business against Mulberry Grove there on Saturday. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. They took care of business against Mulberry Grove. Like, you know, one seed should against a, a 16 seed. Um, but, yeah, they, they, took, they took care of business, and uh, they advanced on here to, uh, you know, as the postseason is about, you know, they advanced on here to the Comas and, uh, you know, win and survive, keep going 1-0 and 1-0, and, and, and uh, eventually to tell you win them all. But uh, one step at a time here for Alvamont, they play, they play Carlisle. Um, even though they're a ten seed, they're uh, they're good. They're a good ten seed, even though they have eight wins. I know they play in a tough tough conference down there with uh, uh, Salem and teams like that down there. Some one A, two A, three A mixture of schools. So they uh, they definitely. Uh, I'm sure they have some hard fought wins and <clears throat> some hard fought losses, some losses that maybe maybe could have been wins and you know close losses and stuff like that. Just like I'm on Facebook, Mulberry Grove. Saturday, they over Grove played the night before against Ramsey and lost to them in overtime. That very good easily for the win for Mulberry Grove. But uh, these two teams have played already once this year, uh, back in December at Alamont. Alamont uh, was the winner of that game. And Alamont looks to repeat that uh, here tonight. I know Carlisle looks to uh, keep their season going. I believe Coach Neary said in the post game last time that. Uh, Carlisle coached Palmer his uh, last season, so it might possibly be his last game. I know he probably doesn't want it to be, but uh, we'll see what happens here tonight. Both, uh, you know, both both teams are well coached, and I know Carlisle's got some height. They got a couple guys uh, six five, and uh, Alamont you know, got their height as well. Eric Coleman, Mason Robinson, Caden Miller, you know, guys like that that can, got some height down low and stretch the floor, and uh, we'll see what happens. 
And uh, glad you mentioned that. That is a rematch of uh, mid-December, December 13th. Altamont won that one 53-35. The score was a lot uh, close. The game was a lot closer than the score would indicate there in uh, that one. And Altamont, of course, hadn't been playing their best, so they weren't finding their groove just yet there at that point in uh, mid-December. But uh, they have a 17-12 lead after one. They led 24-18 at the half. And uh, it was also one of the first games that Eric Coleman was out due to his illness in mid-December, so they didn't have Coleman at all in their last matchup. So obviously that's going to be a little different here tonight. Robinson led the way that night. He had 18 points. And, yeah, I don't know if we knew that at that point during the season that Coach Andy Palmer is going to be retiring after the end of the season. He's been coaching for 29 years, 19 seasons there at Carlisle. And uh, he's also a Illinois Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Famer. So, He's going to be hanging up the whistle after uh, his uh, after the season is over. So yeah, you know that the boys know that and uh, that they want to keep it going as long as possible. And uh, just as we were going along here into the pregame show, see that uh, St. Elmo Brownstown has a made of their way here to Nokomis tonight, and uh, they'll be uh, up against Nokomis coming up after this Altamont and uh, Carlisle contest. So. Uh, they are the eighth seed, and they'll take on the fourth seed. Nokomis winners will meet here for the championship on a Friday night at a 7 o'clock. And if Altamont is here, then we will be here as well. So looks like the starting lineups are going to be enough to the crowd, so we'll step away for the National Anthem. And the National Anthem is going to be brought to you by Tingley Insurance Agency. And so we'll be back in a few moments for the starting lineup and the tip-off of Altamont and Carlisle for this regional semifinal after the National Anthem. You're listening to Illinois High School Boys Basketball Postseason here on Jack FN. can't see the future but you can pre- now back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM Welcome back here to Nokomis High School as this is a regional semifinal contest between Altamont and Carlisle. This game the start of five first for the visitors on the scoreboard this evening the Carlisle Indians coached by Andy Palmer 
As they'll start off number two is Sam Rusher. He's a 5'9", a senior. Number three, Reddick Steinkamp. He's a 6'4", sophomore. Number four, Hayden Hewels. He's a 6'2", sophomore. Number 15, Hunter Taylor is a 6'5", sophomore. And number 34, Matthew Guthrie is a 6'7", a sophomore. So it's a Rusher, Steinkamp, Hewels, Taylor, and a Guthrie that's starting at five for Carlisle. And they are wearing a black uniforms with the black numbers as well and the yellow trim. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Apologize for the uh, technical difficulties there. I'm not sure if you got the uh, Carlisle starting lineup, but I'll get you that here in just a second. But already to tip this one off between Altamont and uh, Carlisle, it's going to be Robinson tipping up against uh, Guthrie, and it's going to be Altamont winning the tip-off as there was a little false start on the tip-off, so they said just jump it again. So that's exactly what they did. Altamont will start off with the basketball that will left to right on your radio dial here to start the game. Immediately, Yarhouse misses the first shot that he took, and so it will be rebounded there by Carlisle. They'll bring it up the floor. Uh, that's a Sam Rusher. They get over there on uh, the right wing, and uh, that's uh, Guthrie. Now they get it back to Rusher. Rusher is driving baseline, and he dishes it out there to Steinkamp. Steinkamp mid-range jumper is off and battles for the rebound. It goes to Guthrie for Carlisle, and they'll reset a little bit. So again, it's Sam Rusher, Rhett Steinkamp, Hayden Hewels, Hunter Taylor, and Matthew Guthrie, the starting five for the Carlisle Indians. As it's Hayden Hewels, so we'll have the basketball now as Carlisle will go right to left, and it's immediately stolen by Robinson. Robinson, breakaway layup is good for Mason Robinson. And the first two points go to Altamont, and it's two to nothing. You know, so many times this year for Mason Robinson, just the uh, advantage is to uh, pick the pocket and lay it up in the end. So it'll be Rusher with the basketball. They'll start over there on the right wing, and now they get over to Guthrie. Guthrie's going to take a free-throw line jumper. It's way off, no good, and rebounded by Elam. Altamont looking to rush as it's Hamer. He gets over to Yaros in the corner for three, and no good, and it's tipped out, and the long rebound goes out to Robinson, and Altamont will reset. It looked like Avery's game winner that he had against Nokomis here uh, not too long ago in this gym. But he missed it on that attempt. It's Elam with the basketball here on the right wing. Dylan's going to take a straight-on three-pointer. It's way off. No good. But Robinson's going to get another rebound. He puts it back up and in on the reverse layup. But Mason Robinson's got all four. It's four to nothing. Doing it all so far here for Alamond. Mason Robinson. As a rusher. Will get it, and he'll have it on the right side. He goes all the way to the rim. Now he passes back out at two Hewels, and he's going to travel with it as he uh, thought about shooting it, and then he came down with it, and that's a travel. So it'll be a turnover to Altamont. Carlisle's second turnover of the game so far here with uh, 550 left to go here in the first quarter. It's 4 nothing Altamont with the advantage, and Yarhouse has the ball on the right wing. 
And uh, now he is stopped and gets it back off to Robinson at the top of the circle. Now gets off to Hamer. Hamer looking to do something with it. He drives, gets one guy in the air, and gets it back out to Coleman. Still swinging around to Elam here at the top of the key. And Elam looking to do a spin around a couple of times, lifts it up off the glass, no good, but he gets his own offensive rebound. And Elam's going to get back off to Robinson. And a bunch of offensive uh, rebounding opportunities for Altamont so far. Robinson, three-pointer is good. Another three uh, for Mason Robinson, or more points for Robinson. He's got all seven. It's seven-nothing. Mason Robinson, seven. Carlisle, nothing. <laughs> That's right. As it's a Taylor there on the right side, he's looking to drive inside. And now he's going to travel with it. So it's a turnover over at Altamont. Third turnover for Carlisle. That's the second, second travel violation. Yeah. And Coach Palmer wants a timeout. Here with Altamont leading 7 nothing, 5.02 to go here in the opening quarter. We'll take a timeout as well. We'll be back in 30. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Nokomis High School. Uh, Coach Palmer took that uh, timeout as the Carlisle finds themselves down 7 nothing. They trail Altamont and they trail Mason Robinson because he's all got all seven. Exactly. Hamer gets it across the timeline, gets off two yard outs here on the right wing. Gives it over to Elam at the top of the key. Now Robinson gives it to Yarhouse, and it's going to be blocked by Guthrie, and it's going to be blocked out of bounds. It stays right here with Altamont. He's in that 6-7 frame for Guthrie to block that one, but Altamont retains possession. And 6-7, only a sophomore as well, so has a little bit to grow into that uh, body as well. So, And Robinson has it here at the volleyball line. It's going to be a screen here from Coleman, and Robinson kicks it over to Hammer in the corner. He was open for a second, but it was a closeout. And now Coleman in the paint. is blocked by two defenders there. Call a dump ball, and uh, alternate possession gives it to Carlisle. Take your pick on whoever that block was. Guthrie and Taylor were both over there. They were both right there. So. And Hewles will... Get it in uh, there to uh, a rusher who's going to bring it up the floor for Carlisle. He has it on the right side trying to work over Hamer, and there he goes. He puts it up the shot high off the glass. No good. Still can't get anything to fall. He rebounded by Yarhouse. Up to Elam. Off the glass. Layup. No good. But Coleman's coming crashing for the board, and they're going to say it's out of bounds as they lost it. And say it was off of Carlisle, and Elam was very fortunate as they went off of him as he was standing out of bounds. But they're going to give uh, Altamont the basketball. And that's what Coach Palmer is arguing about, and he may have a case there. Yeah, he might. He's definitely arguing that. As the ball did touch Elam as it was uh, as Elam was out of bounds, but fortunate for Altamont, they keep the ball, and Logan Cornett will come in for uh, Dylan Elam will sit down and immediately about a yard out for three. is good. Three-pointer for Avery Yardhouse, and it's 10 nothing Altamont. Probably somebody else gets in on the scoring action for Altamont. Yeah. As has been the Mason Robinson show early on. Ewells gets over there to a rusher here on the left side. 
And Rusher now back to back out more towards center circle. As Rusher will have the basketball. And now they get over to Steinkamp. Steinkamp, and now they'll swing it back over to Rusher. Rusher, a little bit of a wayward pass there for Ewells, but he gets it down. Now they'll pass it back to a Rusher with 3.35 to go here in the opening corner. They'll get a screen and a Rusher looking to drive, and it was the cutoff by Robinson, and they're actually going to call a foul there on Altamont. So that'll just be a common foul on the inbound. Number, excuse me, number 23, Mason Robinson, his first, he's first. And so Coleman and Hammer will take a seat, and Earhart and Wyatt Phillips will check in. And uh, they'll also have some substitution in. Wyatt Nothouse will check in uh, for Carlisle. They'll get it to Nothouse. Now back out to uh, Taylor. Shot for a three. I'm going to say it was a long two. It is good for Taylor. And it's 10 to 2. Carlisle finally on the board here. As Robinson gets a screen there by Earhart. Robinson for three again. Yes. Two threes for Mason Robinson here. He's got 10 early on. It's 13 to 12, or 13 to 2. Mason Robinson show here tonight early on. Probably Under three minutes to go here in the opening quarter. That's Rusher. He gets over to Guthrie, who is cutting to the rim, up and in, off the glass for Guthrie. And it's 13 to 4. Quickly up to the floor are Altamont, and it's Yarhouse in his hands, and he's going to be tied up there by Taylor and alter possession here. He'll keep it here with Altamont, though. It'll just be inbounds on the sidelines for Wyatt Phillips. And led the team in scoring last time out against Mulberry Grove. And he gets it into Robinson immediately gets back to Phillips. Phillips has that at the top of the key. Gives over to Robinson. They were trying to look inside for Earhart, but it was denied. Now over to Yarhouse on the right side. Deep three for Avery. It's off no good. And that's rebounded there by Taylor for Carlisle. It's Nuthouse getting across half court. And they get over there to a rusher. Rusher on the right side gets the screen by Guthrie. He's free for three. No good. And it's going to be rebounded by Earhart. As Altamont looking to run. It's Robinson the other way. He gets all the way in the lane. And he turn around jumper is off. No good. And rebounded there by Nonhouse for Carlisle. And it's Hayden Hewell will get it across the timeline. Under two to go here in the opening order. It's still 13-4 to four Altamont. Rusher. Has it here on the elbow. Now it's a four of three, and it's oh in and out. Goodness. No good. I don't know how he got it. It didn't get it to fall for Hewell, but Guthrie stuck it back up and in, and he's got four, and it's 13 to six. And almost a turnover there for Altamont, but it was tipped out by Carlisle, so it'll stay right here with Altamont. Yeah, I don't know how that three by Hewell didn't, uh, didn't go in. It did everything but go in. It's a nice rebound by Guthrie to put it back up and in. Yarhouse and Robinson will take a seat, and Hammer will come back in as well as Elam. Phillips trying to get it over in the corner to Hammer. They find him, and he drives baseline, goes underneath the basket. He gets off to Phillips. Phillips in the lane, hopping in there, and it's up and in for Wyatt Phillips. Just hopped right in and got free, and it's 15 to 6. Nice little hop, step, and jump there by Wyatt Phillips. Minute 20 to go here in the opening quarter. That's a rusher. He tiptoes the sidelines. He's underneath the basket. Gives off to Huell. He'll fire a three-pointer. No good. And the wrong rebound goes to Hammer. Hammer with the run out. And he's going to take it all himself off the glass. Count the basket. And the foul for Jared Hammer. And uh, so he was thought about passing off here in the corner. But instead, Hammer just takes it himself. And he goes up 
And he's going to go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Foul's on number two, Sam Rushman, his first, two first, Carlisle. Taylor will take a seat. And he got Steinkamp that came back in as Hammer's free throw is good. It took a couple bounces and fell back down. Now it's 18-6, Altamont. With a minute 10 to go here in the opening quarter. And Rusher will get it across half court. Looks back at Coach Palmer for the play. We're under a minute to go here in the opening quarter. That's not house having on the right side. They get it down low to Guthrie, and Guthrie lost it on the way up, but they said he lost it on the way up because there was a foul. So it'll be a, a foul on Altamont. And if they was in the act of shooting as well. Foul's on Logan Cornette this first two seconds. So Matthew, Matthew Guthrie will go to the line here shooting two. Free throw is no good, so it's still 18-6. to six. As Rusher will get a uh, breather, and Colton Hewells will uh, come in. As a Guthrie, a second free throw is also no good, but it's going to be rebounded there by Steinkamp. Puts it back up and in for Rhett Steinkamp, and an 18-8. to eight. Elam gets it quickly over in the corner to Phillips. Now back out to Elam, and he'll slow things down now with 40 seconds left. Maybe try to hold for the final shot, possibly, or the best shot available, at least. As Elam gets it over to Cornette, they'll swing it over to Hamer. Hamer there on the left side, gives off to Phillips. His little head fake, and gets it back to Elam, and he waits a little bit with 25 seconds left. Directs Cornette over in the post. Now Elam will hand off to Hamer. Hamer. Dishes over here in the corner to Cornette. Nope, I thought he was going to take a three. Drives inside, just out to Phillips. Straight off three-pointer. It's good for Wyatt Phillips. And he's got five, and it's 21-8. to eight. Five seconds left. As the other way is not how Three-pointer, deep three. Banks it in. And making hours are over, but not for Wyatt Nothouse. As it's 21-11 to 11 here after one quarter of play after that deep three there by Wyatt Nothouse. So, uh, we'll be back in one minute as Altamont has the lead here in, in the Nicomas Regional. Listen to high school boys postseason basketball here on Jack FM. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like cook what you want when you want it with a new maytag range make crispy favorites using air fry delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven visit rogers home appliance to see maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. We're back to more Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Guthrie drives all the way to the hole to start off the second quarter. He missed his first attempt, but he got his own board back, and he tried to stick it up and in, and he was fouled. So uh, Matthew Guthrie will go to the free throw line here and shoot two. 
fouls on Eric Coleman, his first team's third. And the first free throw is no good, so currently over three right now for Matthew Guthrie. Still 21-11. And so Guthrie will get a second attempt. Second one on the way, and that one's good. So he's now one for four. 21-12. As Robinson now holds the basketball. Starters in there for the Indians as it's Elam, a Coleman, Yarhouse, Robinson, and Hamer. And Coleman gets it over to Hamer there on the left side. Hamer looking to do something with it. Gets off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse looking to do something with it. Now swings it over to Robinson. Robinson directs traffic. And he looks to go isolation. Stops and pops from mid-range. Left it short. And a rebound goes to Guthrie for Carlisle. Nonhouse getting over there to Hayden Ewell. Hayden. With the basketball here on the left side, he goes and dribbles past Robinson, and they try to get off to Guthrie, and it was picked off. Yarhouse looking to go the other way, layup no good. Coleman there for the follow-up, and back in for Eric Coleman with the follow, and it's 23-12. to 12. Eric Coleman doing what he does best there, clean up. That's right, he's cleaning up the offensive board there. It's Hayden Yule with the basketball, gives it off of there to a sign camp at the top of the key. Sign camp looking to do something against Yarhouse. A little crossover move to get the screen there by Guthrie, and it's a backdoor cut, and it's going to be too high of a pass there from Colton Ewells to Hayden Ewells, and it's going to be out of bounds. Another turnover there for Carlisle. Gives it back to Altamont. Carlisle's fifth turnover so far. Altamont doesn't have any. Like Rusher checked back in, though, for Carlisle there. And Hamer will walk it across the timeline. 6.30 to go here in the second quarter. Robinson then gives it off to a Coleman here on the right wing. Now gets over to a Yarhouse. Yarhouse gets over to Elam now. Elam trying to get in the post. They find Coleman, and he's triple teamed, and it's going to be a, a jump ball as Colton Hewells there tried to get a jump ball, and that's exactly what happened. Well, he tried for a steal, really, but instead they call it a jump. But alternate possession arrow keeps it here with Altamont. Definitely a nice effort there by Carlisle. And bounce quickly to Yarhouse for a three. In and out, no good. Rebounded by Guthrie, but it was poked away from behind by Coleman, so... Altamont gets the ball back. As they'll go over to Hamer here in the corner. Good job by Coleman to poke it away. And it gets another possession. Elam spinning around and getting up and under. No good. And it's going to be rebounded. Oh, I thought it was by Guthrie, but instead it's going to be up and in for Dylan Elam as it ping-pongs around in there as it's 25-12. to 12. Yeah, I thought it was good. Guthrie was going to have it too, but just kind of went back to Elam. As it'll be a rusher. Gaining the ball over there to Steinkamp, and now to Nothouse. Nothouse picked up his dribble. He goes over to Guthrie. They swing things over to Colton Ewells. Colton gives over to uh, Steinkamp. Now they swing things back over to Rusher here on the right wing. Gets a screen from Steinkamp. Rusher with a runner. It's good. Mid-range runner for Rusher. And his first two, it's 25-14. As Robinson never got that cleanly, and he actually traveled with it as he was trying to get the pass off, as he never caught it cleanly, so... Maybe a turnover to Carlisle. Alamont's first turnover of the game. Kata Miller will come in, and Eric Coleman will take a uh, take a seat. And also uh, Hayden Ewells will come back in uh, for Carlisle. Almost tipped away, but right in the hands of uh, Coach Cool there. But it's out of bounds, so we'll stay right here with Carlisle. Nice right, effort there by Dylan Ewells to try to knock it away. 
A nice quick hands there by Coach Cool there. Definitely. And over to uh, Guthrie there on the right side. Now over to uh, Steinkamp at the top. They'll swing things over to a rusher. Rusher trying to get in the post. They do. Uh, that's Hayden. He holds back out to uh, Guthrie. Guthrie will head bank. Now Nothouse for three. Trying to bank it in again this time from the side. No good. Rebounded by Robinson. Quickly up to Yarhouse. Yarhouse. They had it blocked by Guthrie. As, uh, he just baited him into that and blocked the four by Guthrie. Now Hayden Ewell has it. And now he'll direct traffic a little bit over to a Steinkamp here on the left side. Now Nuthouse in and out of his hands. Picked off by Robinson. He tries to outrun everybody. Layup is good for Mason Robinson. He's got 12 early points here as it's 27-14. Coming up on a 4-10 to go here in the second quarter. It's Rusher with the ball on the right side. Gets the screen on by a Rusher. Now a side camp swings it over to Hayden Ewell. Now they get it over to Guthrie. Guthrie trying to back down Kaden Miller, but he's right there, and he's going to call for the travel. Will Guthrie, so it'll be another turnover back over to Altamont. Yarhouse, Hamer, get a breather, and Cornette and Wyatt Phillips will come back in. Uh, so Hunter Taylor will return for Carlisle, and Guthrie will take a seat. So we're under four to go here in the second. It's 27-14, Altamont. And Altamont has the ball. As Robinson will cross the timeline. Over to Phillips. Phillips will head fake and he'll drive. He'll get a screen from Earhart. Gives it back out to Kata Miller. And he's going to walk with it. As he was going to try to dump it down low to Earhart. But instead, Kata walked with it. So it'll be a turnover back to Carlisle. So Hayden Hewell will inbound there over to uh, Rusher. Rusher will be the one bringing up with 3.40 to go here in a second. And Rusher gets it across the timeline, and now they get over in the corner to a Taylor. Taylor now will drive baseline, and he puts it up and bounces off the rim. No good. Rebounded by Kata Miller. Robson looking to push as he's quickly into the front court here. Down low to Earhart. Earhart. Here comes the double team, but a hook over the double team. Up and in. We're counting Earhart. And it's 29-14, and Coach Palmer wants another timeout. 29-2-14, a 3-15 to go here in the second. And we'll be back in 30 seconds without my in the lead as you're listening to Boys Postseason Basketball here on Jack FN. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... And Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait! Marjorie, what's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George. Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Nokomis High School as it is the regional semifinals here in the Class 1A Nokomis Regional. And Altamont currently has a 29-14 lead here over Carlisle with 3.15 to go here in the opening half. They're on a 8-3 uh, run. Travis is Altamont so far here in this uh, second quarter. Yeah, it looks like a completely different than the last time in the second quarter. I think uh, both offenses got bogged down, but... Not the case this time around for Altamont. 
They were trying to get over to uh, Taylor in the corner, but instead it was tipped by Cornette, so it'll just be out of bounds and stays right here with Carlisle. And who's going to take it out? It's not House. He decides to take it out right in front of the Altamont bench. And not House looking to get it in, looking to get in. That clock's going up, but luckily they uh, get it in, bounded. As uh, is Hayden Ewells has it in between the circles. He goes to his left, hands off to a Taylor. Taylor gets a screen from Guthrie, who checks back in on his timeout. Guthrie has that at the free throw line. He hands it back off to Rusher. Rusher looks to dribble left side. Almost had it poked away. He gets over on the right to Taylor. Taylor now getting a screen there by Guthrie. And now they'll swing over in the corner to Hayden Ewell. Now back up top. And it's picked off by Cornette. Active hands there. And it's another turnover for Carlisle. They go in the corner to Cornette. Head fake. He drives inside. Puts it up off the glass and in. Around Carlisle's defense. And it's 31-14. to 14. 10-3 run now for Alamo. Cornette's first two points of the night. Rusher drives inside. They're trying for that baseline cut, and they get it off to Nothouse in the corner. He fakes, and he'll drive to his right and gives it back off to Hayden Hewells. He'll drive to his left, puts it up on the baseline. No good, but it's going to be a Taylor coming in for the rebound, and it's going to be a fight for the board, and they're going to call a foul on a Carlisle being too aggressive here trying to grab the offensive rebound. Number 1,500, Taylor, his first team second. And so it'll be uh, Robinson uh, taking a seat and Earhart coming in for him. As it's Hammer bringing up the floor as he gets it over to Earhart. He almost had it, lost it, and he had to track it down here midcourt, but Huffman gets it back. Earhart has it. He picked up his dribble over to Hamer a minute 45 to go in the second. Hamer picked up his dribble. They're looking to get in the post, and they get it out to Phillips instead. Phillips gets the screen there by Earhart. Now over to Coleman. Coleman now to Cornette. Cornette drives. He puts it up, and it's going to be no good, but he's going to go to the free throw line as he's shooting two for Logan Cornette. As FL winner Corlisle. Cornette's the first free throw up, and it's in and out. No good. So it's still 31-14, but another one coming for Logan. As Cornette will go through his motions, got that little hitch, a little delay in the free throw, and left that second one short, and rebounded by Nothouse. Coming up on a minute, 25 to go. Hayden Ewells has it. He drives to his left, and he puts it up on the baseline, up and in for Hayden Ewells. And it's 31-16. Ewells' first two points of the game for Carlisle. He led all scorers last time against Enberg. Cornette's going to take a three in the corner. It's off no good, and Guthrie snatches away the rebound. Rusher will bring it up with a minute, under a minute to go now, behind the back dribble as he gets over to Hayden Ewells here on the right. As Hayden, backdoor cut for Nothouse, and they couldn't handle it, so it'll be out of bounds to Alphamont. As Dylan Elam will come back in, and Jared Hammer will take a seat with 53.2 seconds left here in the second quarter. Alphamont in control, 31-16, their lead. Elam will bring it up. As you go over to Phillips there on the left side. 
Still has picked up his dribble. He needs some help. Gives it to Coleman here at the free throw line. He gives it back out to Elam with 35 left. Elam goes by Nothouse, spins around in the lane, puts it up, and I thought it was going to be an and one, but it bounced off. But Dylan will go to the free throw line here to shoot two. Another foul there on Carlisle. Another foul on Nothouse. Second team sport. And so Elam will be shooting two here. 30.7 seconds left here in the second quarter. Elam's free throw up and in. Elam's got three. And it's 32-16. Earhart and Cornette will take a seat. And Yarhouse and Robinson come back in. And Elam's got another one coming for him. As Dylan at the line made his first. And he misses his second and rebounded there by Guthrie. So one for two at the line for Dylan, and it's 32 to 16. As it's a rusher in the screen of there by Guthrie, and now they get over to Hules. Hules hands it off, but that's to a Colton Hules. Now a rusher with 12 seconds left. He gets over there to Steinkamp. Steinkamp to his left, and he picked it up. Now it goes back out. Shot for three. Hayden Hules in the corner. No good. Rebounded by Robinson. Three seconds left. Robinson looks up the clock. Half court shot, and it's no good. Plus, it's short. They actually pulled up from half court. But here at halftime, it is Altamont with the lead of 32 to 16. And a 32 to 16 is your halftime score for Altamont in the lead. And we'll be back with the first half numbers and might see if we can track down a score or two. We are in the early time slot for the regionals, but we'll get uh, at least the schedule update for the upcoming games here, both here in Nokomis and all across the area as uh, regionals get in full swing here tonight uh, for boys basketball across all classes. So uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back with the halftime report. And it's 32 to 16, Osmano with the lead here after uh, one quarter or one half of play. So we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening now to my Indians basketball and high school boys postseason basketball here on Jack FN. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians! It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. 
Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie... What's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Oh, Marjorie! Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to Nokomis High School in the uh, Class 1A Nokomis Regional Semifinals. Uh, it's Altamont with the lead here at the half, 32-16. to 16. And uh, coming up after our game will be the uh, uh, St. Elmo Brownstown Eagles, who is uh, currently sitting right below us here in our broadcast position. And we also, uh, uh, they will be taking on Nokomis, uh, the host of Nokomis Redskins uh, there. And the winner of this game between Altamont and Carlisle will take on the winner of that SEB and Nicomas matchup on a Friday for the championship of this Nicomas Regional there on Friday at 7 o'clock, if you're wondering. There, but we got one more half of play to worry about. Uh, information for the championship game as it's 32-16 to 16 here at the half. It's been a little bit, it feels a little bit different. Uh, then last time around against uh, Carlisle in mid-December, as it seems like Altamont has played a little bit better ball here tonight. I know that uh, maybe in that second quarter they did still outscore Carlisle 11 to two of five, but uh, the offense kind of uh, seemed like it uh, bogged down, especially after that amazing start by Mason Robinson in the opening quarter. Uh, but uh, still, overall, it's been a pretty solid effort. Uh, here for Altma here to lead 32 to 16 here at the half. Yeah, it definitely has been a pretty still effort for uh, for them to uh, develop Carlisle here at half 32, 32 to uh, 16. Um, yeah, the, I guess scoring did kind of kind of slow down. I guess just just a little bit. Um, 
for, for both teams. Uh, Alcamon only out, like you said, 11 to 5. Alcamon over Carlisle in the second quarter. But, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, both teams will, will get, will get back to it, uh, in the, uh, in the second half. And, uh, let's look at, let's look at some stats here. First for, first for Carlisle, uh, Sam Rusher, he's one for three from the field and 0 for one from three point range. Redick Steinkamp's one for two from the field. With two points. Sam Rusher has two points as well. Hayden Chules one for two from the field, and he's 0 for three from the three point range with two points. Hunter Taylor one for two from the field as well with two points. Wyatt Nighthouse he's one for two from three point range with three points. And Matthew Guthrie two for five from the field and one for four from the free throw line with five points. But he also has. Uh, Seven rebounds. You've got two blocks as well. We'll say we'll say two and a half. That one, I'm pretty sure two guys blocked it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, two two and a half. I just want to look at it for Carlisle as they have uh, 16 points here at halftime. Uh, Carlisle, they're six to 14 from the field, one of three from three point uh, three point range, and one for four from the free throw line. For the Alamon Indians, Jared Hammers one for one from the field and one for one from free throw line with three points. Wyatt Phillips, one for one from the field and one for one from three-point range with five points. Dylan Elam, one for four from the field and 0 for one from three-point range is one for two from the free throw line with three points. Avery Yarhouse, 0 for three from the field and one for four uh, from three-point range with three points. Mason Robinson, three for five from the field, two for three from three-point range with 12 points. Logan Cornett, 1 for 2 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3-point range, and 0 for 2 from the free-throw line. Tyne Earhart, 1 for 1 from the field. Eric Coleman, 1 for 1 from the field. And Caden Miller has played but has not has not scored as a team. Almont's uh, 2 for 5, 2 for 5 from the free-throw line. And they are 4 for 10, 4 for 10 from the behind the arc from the 3-point range. They are four, eight, seven, nine of eighteen. Nine of eighteen from from the field. So I guess not not too bad. Not too bad shooting. Fifty percent from the field. Forty percent from you know three point range. Forty percent from the free throw line. So not too not too bad the first half for 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 You know everything always could could be better, but uh, could be worse too. So I. All in all, I'd, I'd say if you're coaching, you probably probably take that. So um, we'll see what happens here in the second half. Yeah, it was also a nice effort on the defense as well as, like you said, yep. uh, one of the impact players there in the first half. There was Matthew Guthrie as a six-seven sophomore, has a wide wingspan there, and he'll only continue to grow into that wingspan as well. So that was kind of causing a little bit of problems there with those blocks uh, that right. he had, uh, right. but. Uh, and he's got his points with uh, five, but, but uh, overall they've adjusted nicely there. And really what the calling card is for Altamont is the defense, and that's where they're pretty solid. You know, some other scores here at halftime. Uh, Tuscola leading at the half over Villa Grove, 54-2 with 20. And over in uh, 2A, it's Tetopolis, 24-15 over Shelbyville. That's in the uh, Tetopolis regional as well. And I don't have a score from uh, Chrysler Rock and uh, Sisney, but uh, the one I'm definitely uh, keeping an eye out for is that rematch tonight with uh, St. Anthony in North Clay there at 
in uh, Farina. Uh, it's the rubber match. North Clay's got one, and St. Anthony won the NTC matchup in this conference tournament. And uh, so that should be a heck of a game, and I'll take a look at that score for sure later on tonight. And like I said, coming up after we're done, St. Elmo Brownstown and the Comets Club. It is about the start of the second half for Altamont and Carlisle here. So Carlisle will start off with the basketball. They'll go left to right on your radio dial. Your starter's all in for the Carlisle Indians. It's Rushers, Stein Camp, Hayden Ewell, Taylor, and Guthrie out there for Carlisle. It's going to be Hayden Ewell taking the jumper. No good. And Guthrie tiptoeing the sideline there. And he's going to be out of bounds. as He couldn't quite keep his feet in bounds there. And so... It'll be out of bounds to Altamont. Yeah, he could. He's trying to tip to the edge there. He's trying to almost throw it, threw it back in the, the face of Eric Coleman, but held, they will hold the ball and not do that, and uh, out of bounds. So Altamont will take over here in the second half, and it's right to left on the radio dial for them. As Yarhouse, a little pump fake, he gets inside the arc, and he has it back off to Robinson. Robinson over to Coleman and back out to Robinson. He's trying to. Work something, and they're going to call a, a violation on uh, Coleman, maybe uh, three seconds. So it's going to be uh, over to Carlisle. Yeah, three-second call there on Eric Coleman, so uh, turnover for Alderman. That's their, only their third turnover so far of the game. You don't, the second half. you don't see that too often, but it was called there. And Taylor with a little push shot. It was missed, but it's going to be rebounded there by Rusher. He's going to take a three from the corner, and he nailed it. As Rusher, with his fifth point, makes it 32-19, to getting us started in the second half for Carlisle. Alamont first on the – or, excuse me, not Alamont. Carlisle the first on the board here in the uh, second half. It's Elam there on the right side. He'll get a screen uh, from Coleman, and Elam stops his dribble, gives it back out to Yarhouse here on the left side. He dribbles and spins back to his right, and Avery picks up his dribble. He's looking for someone to pass to. Gives off to Robinson. Robinson trying to work over Hules, and there's going to be a blocking foul there on Carlisle. And Steinkamp not allowing Robinson any space. They're going to call a foul there on him. Steinkamp, that's his first and team's first of the half of Carlisle. That's the thing so far this game, Travis. Not a lot of fouls have been called. No, not really. As Elam missed the layup and rebounded by Guthrie. And Rusher pushes across the timeline, gives over to Hayden Ewells. Now over to Rusher to a Guthrie in the post against Coleman. Puts it up off the glass and in for Matthew Guthrie. His seventh point, 32-21. to Carlisle has the first five points in the second half here. Yeah, starting off nicely for Carlisle. Hamer picks up his dribble, gives off to a Coleman at the top of the key. And it's over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse, free throw line jumper as he was free momentarily. Took a bounce off the iron and back down through the rim. And uh, two more points for Avery Yarhouse, 34-21. That was a nice uh, nice bounce that took. Yeah, favorable bounce there. Dropped straight up and then back down through the hoop. Hayden Ewell picked up his dribble there on the left side. He gets off to a sign camp in between the circles. He spins around to his right and he puts it up and he's going to be a foul there, and it's going to go against Altamont. It's going to be an active shooting for Steinkamp, so he's going to be at the line for two. Causal number 22, AVR House. His first, he's first of the half. So Steinkamp will go to the free throw line, and he made it. So it's 34 to 22. Altamont with a lead, 5-32 to go here in the third. 
And so Steinkamp, second free throw is also good. Two for two there for Rhett Steinkamp. He's got four points. It's 34 to 23. And Elam will get across the timeline as the uh, St. Elmo Brownstown Eagles are on the move to the locker room. Hamer takes a three. No good. And it was tipped out by Elam. So it'll go over to Carlisle. As uh, Carlisle will have the basketball, it's Hayden Hewels will be the one to bring it across the timeline. He's picked up by Elam. Gets over there to uh, Taylor. Taylor looking to get in position. Gets over to Rusher. Rusher, and it's back to Hayden Heels for three. Is off no good, but he gets right back to him, and he goes right back up with it, up and in. For Hayden Heels, no one boxed him out. Oh, 34-25, Carlisle. Then all them in the start of the second half. Yarhouse in the corner for a three. Yes, I mean, that can get Altamont going here in the second. For Avery Yarhouse, his second three. And it's 37-25. It's Carlisle. And Rusher have the basketball. They get over to a Taylor in the corner. Now back out to Rusher. Rusher here looking to go up against Hammer. And he almost lost it, but it was almost poked away there by Hammer. Hayden Hewell drives the baseline, puts up the shot off the glass. No good. Rebounded by Robinson. Robinson looking to push. Carlisle trying to poke it away, but Robinson's all the way on the other end. No good. With the layup, Coleman trying to fight for the board, but instead he goes into the hands of Rusher. Rusher rushes up the floor. And he'll give it off to Guthrie. Guthrie trying to bounce it back over to Steinkamp for three. Off no good. And they're just going to let it bounce out of bounds. So it'll be over to Altamont. I was wondering if that was that was tipped there. I know I know it was off, but uh, I'm just wondering if that was, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe tipped that or something, something happened there. I can tell if it was Robinson on the strong closeout or not, but. Uh, subs coming in as uh, Cornette, Earhart, and uh, Phillips comes in. That's the other one that snuck in. And 350 to go here. Out the with a 37-25 lead. It's Yarhouse with the basketball. He picks it up, gives off to Cornette. Cornette thought about stopping and popping, but instead he passes out to Yarhouse for a deep three. No good. And a ball goes to Cornette. And Altamont will reset. Over to Robinson. He's open for a three. No good. Earhart trying for the rebound, and still battle for in the corner. It's going to go to Phillips, but he had a foot on the line there, and so they out of bounds to Carlisle. As again, no one really grabbed possession of those offensive rebounds, but it'll be Carlisle basketball as Phillips steps on the line over there in the corner. As Tate Hewell's hands off to Rusher. They dump it down low to Guthrie. Guthrie puts up, up and in. Too deep in the post for him, and it's 37-27. Guthrie's got nine here. Phillips gets up top it to Robinson. He'll swing it over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse looking to go inside, and he was cut off. Now over to Earhart. Free throw line jumper is off, and rebounded by Rusher. Rusher looking to go up the court. Now gives it off to Taylor in the corner. Now to Guthrie again. He picked it up, and he gives it back off to the perimeter. 2.45 to go here in the third. It's going to be Steinkamp. Free throw line jumper is off, and long tip out goes to Robinson. Outlet pass up to Cornette. Cornette stop, gives off to uh, Yarhouse for three. Yes! Got it. As Yarhouse with the trailer, and it's 40-27. to 27. Yarhouse has 11. And a couple of three-pointers here in the third quarter. He almost got a steal there, and a Steinkamp. 
Had it poked away by Phillips, and it's going to go out, but it stays right here with Carlisle. Is that off of Phillips? So Elam looking to uh, check in, and who's he coming in for? He's coming in for Cornette. 2.20 to go here in the third. It's out to mile 40, Carlisle 27. But Carlisle does have the basketball. And it's going to be picked off by Earhart. They're turning it into Guthrie as Earhart goes the other way. Stops, and he puts it up no good, and he gets his own board back, and it's also no good, but he is fouled. So kind of Earhart will go to the free throw line here for two. Earhart read that steal perfect. He, he knew it was coming the whole time. Unfortunately, able to make the basketball team free throws here. Free throw short, no good. So he'll get a second one coming. So Earhart got about everything on that possession. And uh, now he's just got to get points. Does he have to steal? He's got a rebound. And the free throw is good. So now he's got a point. So he did it all. He's got three points tonight overall. 41-27 coming up on two minutes to go here in the third. And it's Rusher getting it over there to a nuthouse. Nonhouse at the top of the circle, spins around, and he thought about handing off to Rusher, but it was denied over to Guthrie here in the corner to a cutting uh, Taylor, and it was blocked from behind. They're going to call a foul on Altamont. Yarhouse and Robinson were both in the area, and we'll see who it goes on. I think it's going to go on Mason. Yep, sure does. Mason Robinson, that's his second, team second and a half. Taylor will be at the line for the foul shot. It's good. And it took a couple of bounces and through. So it's a 41 to 28. And Robinson will check out, and Hammer will check back in. Aiden Hewells will sit down, and Colton Hewells will come in. For Carlisle, minute 53 to go. As Hunter Taylor will be at the line for his second. Made the first, and misses the second as Yarhouse comes down with the rebound. So one for two there on that trip. Over to Hammer in the left corner. Now back over to Yarhouse. They'll swing it to Elam. Elam looking to drive, but it was cut off. And they'll swing it here on the perimeter to Phillips. Now back over to Hammer. Hammer looking to do something with it. As he drives inside, gets one guy up in the air, sees two guys, pass back out to Elam straight on three. Yes. Got it. Two guys there, so Elam was open. And he knocked it down. It's 44 to 28. He's got six points tonight. As Rusher passes the ball out to a Taylor. Taylor dribbles uh, to his right. They pass it to a Gu- uh, Guthrie. Guthrie, hook shot on Earhart. No good. And rebounded by Phillips. Phillips gives off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse in transition. Gives over to Elam in the corner. Wide open for three. It's off. No good. And it's going to be rebounded there by Rusher. Under a minute to go here in the third. And Rusher will just slow things down a little bit. After we're going a little bit too quickly. Taylor on the left side gives it back off to Rusher with 45 seconds left. That's his 44 to 28. And Altamont looking for a defensive stop here. Rusher drives to the hole, puts it up high off the glass. No. Ping pong around to Colton Hewell. Back to Rusher. Mid-range jumper is good on the baseline there for Rusher. And it's 44-30. And it was tipped out by Carlisle. So it's fair right here at Altamont. They're trying to hit Phillips, but that was just poked out. Earhart takes the seat, and Kata Miller comes in. And we also got Steinkamp returning, and Taylor will take a seat for Carlisle. And a 26.7 seconds. And uh, Keelan will get it into Hammer. Hammer will 
slowly get it across and gives it over to Elam here on the left side in the front court. Now gives it to Hamer. Hamer sides and up Colton Yules. He'll dribble to his right, gives it off to Yarhouse. Ten seconds left. As Yarhouse trying to do something with it. It was picked off by Colton Yules. And Colton Hules the other way, puts it up off the glass, count the basket in the foul. Hamer tried to get back to make the layup more difficult, and Colton Hules down the bottom of the net. He'll go to the line for the end one. That was a nice steal by Colton Hules. He, he read that one as well. He was right there and was able to make the layup. So Colton Hules at the line with 3.3 left, and he also made the end one free throw. 44-33, Yarhouse quickly gets it across half court at free, uh, volleyball line three, no good, and that's going to do it. So after three quarters of play, it's Altamont of 44, Carlisle 33, and we'll be back in one minute for the fourth quarter. You're listening to High School Boys Postseason Basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, You'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back here to Nokomis High School here at the Nokomis Regional. Altamont will start off with the ball and start off the fourth quarter. And it was almost picked off from behind as Colton Jules was coming back from behind. But instead it was knocked out of bounds by Carlisle. So it will just be out of bounds here on the sidelines for Altamont. forgot to mention that last, that last foul that Jules shot that free throw on that foul on Jared Hammer. And Phillips goes strong in the hole, puts it up and in through traffic. So... Wyatt has seven, and it's 46-33. Altamont was outscored by Carlisle in that third quarter, 17-12. Yeah, they were. So Carlisle had a strong start to the second half. They did. Colton Hewell dumps it down low to Guthrie. Back over to Colton Hewell. Shot for three. It's good. Squishes it through for Colton Hewell. He's got six, and it's 46-36. They over to Hamer. Hamer gives it back out to Elam here on the right side. As Colton Ewell's right in his face. And Elam goes and puts up the runner. No good. And rebounded by Guthrie. Excuse me. Seven minutes to go here in the game. And over to a sign cam. A sign cam dribbles. Dribbled off of someone. And it's going to be a timeout by Carlisle as Elam and Nothouse were diving for it. And it's going to be a timeout by Carlisle. So we'll take a quick 30 as well. You're listening to High School Boys Coaching the Basketball here on Jack FM. Cold and flu season is here. 
Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Carlisle will inbound the basketball. They immediately get into a cross-court pass to Guthrie. Guthrie puts it up against Coleman. No good. He gets his own miss back, and he tries to put it back. No good, but Guthrie is going to go to the free-throw line here and shoot two. And now we're done. His first team score. No, Coleman's not in any sort of foul but fortunately it goes on the Wyatt instead of Coleman. Guthrie missed the free throw. They'll get another one. It's a 10-point game, 46-36. And now from the line. And he gets the second. For two for six. And it's a nine-point game, 46-37. As Hammer will get it across the timeline. And Hammer looking someone to pass to gets off to Phillips. Phillips, double cross, behind the back dribble, almost had it poked away. And they get off to Hammer. Now back to Phillips. Shot for a three. No good. And it's going to go over the backboard. And so it'll be a ball over to Carlisle. And uh, Logan Cornette will come in for Altamont. Steinkamp came back in as well as Rusher will get it across the timeline. Only a nine-point game here. Carlisle with the basketball. Guthrie spins around, puts up the hook shot in the lane, up and in for Guthrie. He's got 12. It's 46-39. All of a sudden, Carlisle back in it. Yes, they are. Guthrie's one way rebound away, too, for double-double. As Hamer almost had it stolen away. It was cut off by Guthrie. Now Robinson. Picks up over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse for a three. It's off no good. And it's going to be rebounded by Robinson. A little contact as well in that three-point attempt there. But no foul. As it's headed to the hands of Yarhouse on the left side. He's trying to work against Colton Ewells. And it's passed cross-court to Hammer. Hammer drives. He's all alone. Puts it up. And no good. But Jared Hammer is going to go to the free throw line here for two shots. Jared was just... Open underneath and said, I'll take it. Right. And uh, he's going to go to the line for two. Fouls on number two, Sam Rucker. That's his second. He's third of the half. So 5.35 to go here in the fourth. And Hammer at the line. The free throw is good. Hammer's got four tonight. And it's an eight-point game, 47-39. Hayden Hewell comes in uh, for a sign camp. And uh, Jared at the line uh, for his second attempt. Free throw up is good. Took a couple of bounces, and it fell down. 48-39. 5.30 to go here in the game. As Rusher with the basketball gives off to Colton Hules. Colton picks up his dribble here, gives off to Rusher. He goes over in the corner. Shot for a three by Nonhouse. Way off, no good. Yarhouse, long outlet pass to Cornette. He's all alone. Layup is good for Logan Cornette. From the outlet pass from your house. It's 50 to 39. 
Oh, Newell's over to uh, Nothouse. Nothouse hops up in the lane, puts it up. He had it blocked, but they're going to call a foul on Altamont. Three players around, so we'll see who's it on, who it's on. But either way, it's going to be Wyatt Nothouse going to the line for two. Fouls on number 50, Eric Bowen, his second team shift. Nothouse will go to the line for the first time tonight for him. Free throw up is good. He's got four, and it's Back to the 10-point game, 50-40. to 40. As second free throw by Nothouse is no good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. Yarhouse outlet pass to Cornette again, but uh, the defense closes out on him. Now back out to Yarhouse, swings over to Robinson, straight on three. Yes. Big three-pointer there for Mason Robinson, his first point since the first half. It's 53-40. to 40. Definitely a big three there for Alderman. And puts a 13-point lead, and it's picked off by Robinson the other way, and he tried for the dunk, and he gets a little finger roll there, and it's going to be a timeout for Coach Palmer as all of a sudden Altman has taken the lead of 55 to 40, 35 to go here in the game, and we'll take a timeout as well. We'll be back in 30. You're listening to Altman Indians basketball and high school postseason basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to uh, Nokomis High School. Uh, here it's a 55 to uh, 40. Saw a final score here from the Tuscola Regional as uh, Tuscola went over Villa Grove. Don't know if this is a typo or not, but 101 to 35. Wow. As Tuscola dropping a hundo. On Villa Grove. Here it's 55 to 40 as Hayden Hules almost uh, fumbled around, but they said they get it over to Colton Hules on the left side. And Colton spins around, gives off to Guthrie. Over to Rusher, shot for a three is good. Sam Rusher's second three. It's 55 46. Or 55 43. Robson had it taked away, and Colton Hules tried to save it from going out, but instead he can't do it, so it'll stay right here without tomorrow. That was a nice, nice effort there by Colton Hules to try to get that, save that ball inbounds. So Hammer will inbounds there on the sidelines. Four minutes to go. And they get over to a Yarhouse on the inbounds. Yarhouse here going over to Robinson at the top of the key. As Robinson had it almost knocked away and picked up by Yarhouse. Cross court pass to Hammer. And Hammer will just run some clock here. Yeah, Colton Hules will come out to guard him. And uh, they get it over to Cornette there on the left side. Here comes the double team. Gives over to uh, Coleman, and now they swing it over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse, fancy dribble, spinning around, and he's fighting to keep possession of it. Gives it to Coleman. will hand off to Robinson, and now back out to Hammer. And Robinson here back to Hammer. No dribble here on the left side. He picked it up, and he's looking for someone to pass to. Had it knocked away by Colton Ewell, so Hammer had to go back and grab it. And Hammer now dribbles to his right. And he's trying to dribble around Colton Hules, and he picked it up. 
And he's looking for someone to pass to. He gives it off to Cornette, nearly stolen away. Cornette against everybody oh, up and in for a Logan Cornette through traffic. And it's 57-43. I thought he was kind of crazy taking that drive, but I was wrong. And almost the entire team of Carlisle there. Yeah. Get it over to a nuthouse here in the left corner. And it's under three to go here in the game. As it's a rusher. Fancy dribbling over to Hayden Ewell. He drives the lays baseline, puts it up, and no good. Tough angle. And Guthrie, and they're going to try to save it off. But instead, it was off of Guthrie. And so it will be out of bounds to Altamont. And so Logan Cornette will take a seat. And Dylan Elam will come in. 2.42 to go here in the game. Altamont with a 57-43 lead. And Elam. With it, here is some backward pressure. Yarhouse gets up to Robinson, finds Coleman all alone underneath, up and in. Where right. Coleman, he's got four. It's 59-43. As uh, they have it over to Guthrie, swings over to Nodhouse. Little fake handoff. Now he hands it off to Rusher. Rusher, three-pointer is good. Feeling this half. Third three, it's 13 point as well, 59-46. Elam dribbles out of the trap. Now over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse is dribbling around and had it poked away. And they're going to call a foul on Carlisle. As Carlisle's been amping up the full court pressure here, trying to trap him. And Altamont broke the pressure the last couple of times. Yes, they have. Nodhouse will take a seat, and Steinkamp will come in. And Coach Niebuhr wants a timeout. So we'll take a quick timeout as well. 59-46 off the mound with the lead with 2.03. And we'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball here on Jack FM. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator post in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at Tunicomas High School. It's Hamer. We'll get it in and get it in to Robinson. They find Yarhouse over there. And now Robinson will run some clock here. Under two to go here in the game. They over to Hamer. Hamer is over to Coleman. Now they're swinging away, trying to play keep away here. Robinson over in the corner to Yarhouse. He was open, but instead Altamont will just run some clock here with some ball movement. And here comes the double team as Hamer splits it, and he gets over to Yarhouse. Layup up and in for Avery. As the train for the steals there for Carlisle, but Yarhouse is left wide open. And it's 41-61-46. As hop step in the lane oh, for uh, Rusher is no good, but the follow is good, though, for Guthrie. And he also was fouled on the play as well, so he'll go to the line for the three-point play. Foul on number 22, Avery Yarhouse. That's his second team six. Got a 30 and one free throws off. No good and rebounded by Elon. Minute 20 to go for Altamont. They lead 61-48, and Hayden Ewell fouls Hamer. 
And uh, so it'll be a couple more fouls here before Altamont's in the bonus. Aiden Jules will get that one. Elam will get it in to Robinson with a minute 15 to go, and Hayden Ewell fouls them again. So looks like uh, they're trying to prevent Altamont from burning any more clock, and they're just going to foul them. Yeah, that's the uh, second on Hayden Ewell, team six. And uh, so one more foul will put Altamont in the one-on-one bonus, and Elam gets it in to two hammer, nearly stolen away there by Rush Urban and Tether on a call of blocking foul. So that'll send Jarrett to the free throw line here. 61-2-48 again. The two teams that are going to be following us are awaiting out of the locker rooms, taking in this game as it's the Comis taking on St. Elmo Brownstown. But first, Southmont got to finish this one off. As Hamer at the line, a one and one is in and out. No good, but Elam comes in and he crashes the boards and gets south of the board. And now Altamont will play keep away a little bit from Carlisle. They get it to Robinson, cross-court pass to Hamer. And now Elam, little ball fake, and still can't foul him. Knocked away by Colton Hules, and so it'll be out of bounds. Stays right here with Altamont. Taylor will come in for Colton Hules. 55.8 left to go in the game. Hamer will look to inbound there underneath the basket. As Hamer... Looking again and gets into Robinson, and he's fouled on the jump shot as well. And so Mason will go to the free throw line here for two. Fouls on number eight rusher, his third, he's eighth. And then that one's on uh, Hunter Taylor, his third, he's eighth. And so Robinson uh, shooting two, and no good, but he'll get another one. Still 61-248, Altamont with the lead. As time winding down here. As Robertson will be at the line for a second attempt. Second one on the way is good. One for two there for Mason. He's got 16 in the game. It's 62-48, to Altamont with the lead with 50 seconds left. As Rusher gives off to Hayden Hules. Hules dribbles, dribbles left side over to Steinkamp. Steinkamp hops step in the lane, puts it up high off the glass, no, and rebounded by Yarhouse. And Yarhouse protecting the basketball. Gives it over to Robinson now up to Elam, and he'll cross half court. We got 30 seconds left, and I think that Altamont fans get on their feet. And they can feel it as it looks like Altamont will advance to the championship here on a Friday night. They'll get it over to Robinson. And uh, I don't think Carlisle's going to try to foul him. So uh, 12 seconds left. And so Altamont will be headed to the championship game on a Friday night as they'll come away with a winner. 62-48 to is your final score over Carlisle. So Altamont will await the winner of next game between the four-seed Nekomis and the eight-seed St. Elmer-Brownstown. And we'll have to wait to see who Altamont will play on a Friday night for the championship at 7 o'clock. We'll be here for you here on Jack FM, but if you're feeling froggy and uh, you want to leave the, or you want to take the headphones here, you can listen to us while you're here in the comments, and IHSA uh, sets the rules that it's $5 here for the opening uh, regional contest, so uh, 
you're inclined to do so, $5 here on a Friday for the championship. So, Altamonte winner, 62-48, to 48, your final. And we'll be back to wrap this one up in the postgame, and we'll catch up with Coach Niebuhr as well here on the postgame show. So, uh, we'll be back to wrap this one up. As Altamonte winner, they advance to the regional championship against either Nokomis or St. Elmo. So, we'll be back in a few moments to wrap this one up. You're listening to Altamonte Indians basketball and high school postseason basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Payne, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Oh, Marjorie... Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Nokomis High School as we're in the Class 1A Nokomis Regional. 
as Altamont advances to the championship game here on a Friday night. Take on the winner of the next game between the Nokomis and the St. Elmo Brownstown. It went 62-48 over Carlisle. Uh, kind of a different story than the last time around. Uh, the margin of victory was kind of similar, but uh, Carlisle played really well there in uh, the uh, second half. But ultimately it was uh, too much uh, for uh, Carlisle to handle as Altamont came on strong there with a run of their own into the uh, fourth quarter like control back of the game once uh, Carlisle got back into it. I'm not sure what how close uh, they ever got. It was either seven or five points as I see uh, Coach Steber making his way over here to our broadcast position here. So uh, we'll hand over the headsets to uh, Coach here and uh, talk to him here after uh, another victory here as we'll get uh, Coach Neary here on the headsets and uh, Coach Congratulations on a, another win, and you advance on, and you advance to the championship. Yeah, you know, surviving advance, kind of the name of the game. You know, every coach says it, uh, but it is. It's, it's the truth. You know, it wasn't our prettiest of games. You know, we got out to 13-point lead, and I don't think we ever got it, you know, in the first quarter and never kind of changed from there. It was always right. they basically play with us the rest of the way. Right, yeah, and then uh, they came on strong there in the second half, and uh, just saying I don't know how close. It ever got, but it was down between double uh, single digits there. I think seven points, yeah. maybe, was the closest that uh, they got there in the second half. Yeah, it wasn't the cleanest of games defensively. We were not in very good rotations. We overhelped again a little bit. Um, you know, I thought the, the big kid kind of hurt us a little bit down low. Um, uh, he get it. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, you know, we got down to seven. I, I saw. I, I looked at coach and said, "They make a basket here." have some issues yeah uh, we're gonna have to play basketball um but we got some we got some stops got some run outs to kind of stretch the lead out there in the fourth quarter right yeah i just thought that enough. yeah i thought that was uh big that just when they were getting back into it uh you guys went on another run and uh you found uh Cornette. i think it was wide open there with an outlet pass from yard house uh there and then uh, another uh three uh, as well there to uh close things out yeah those are big two shots uh we kind of get when we when when we get slowed down and when we we give up a basket and teams kind of make us play in a half court. We're not we're not not our that's not our strongest uh, suit. Sure. So uh, you know we got to get stops and when we get stops we get runouts. They got a corner three they missed it and that leads to the easy basket for uh, Logan and then you know kick out three. You know that's kind of our our name of our game transition basketball um, and then come play defense. So you know. Well, it's it's one of those. You just win. You you, you win. It wasn't our best, so maybe our best is yet to come. Right. Yeah. And uh, like you were saying, uh, having a little bit of problems with the six seven. Yeah. Uh, Guthrie, as you you threw Coleman at him, he wasn't foul dribble too much. Uh, but you just tried to throw Coleman or Earhart, uh, one of the two guys, to try to slow him down. Yeah. He kind of got to the spot where he wanted to shoot the basketball, and we didn't make him not be in that spot. We we we. Didn't, the whole game, we really didn't play defense before they caught the basketball. We waited until they caught it, and then you do that. You know, Carlisle's good enough, even for an eight, nine-win team. They play really good competition. They know how to. They know how to go score the basketball. And when when we got some deflections, uh, you know, Mason ran through a passing lane and got got, got a layup, maybe kind of a dunk, uh, but uh, yeah, um, it was uh, pretty close. If yeah, it wasn't, yeah. So when we play defense before they catch it, we're better. We're, we're better when we decide that we want to be one pass away and, and take them out of set. So, and Carlisle's really good at running sets. And 
you got two teams coming up here and there that are really good at sets, too. So we're going to have to do a better job. Right, yeah, and uh, no matter who uh, wins the next one, it's going to be a, a rematch. Um, St. Elmo, obviously, in uh, the conference, but already playing uh, Nokomis once here in uh, the gym. So you can look at it as a, a double-edged sword. It's good that uh, you know them, but it's also bad uh, that uh, they know you very well as well. Yeah, two good coaches, well-coached teams, run run things very cleanly, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, we snuck by both teams uh, at yeah. their, both at their place. Uh, you know, the, the Gomez game was really electric. I thought the crowd was, that was one of our bigger wins on away. Yep. Um, St. Elmo had us dead to rights, and we got lucky there, too, in my opinion. So, whoever wins, yeah, I think someone's going to, you know, Nokomis is a good club. I think someone's just, St. Elmo's going to give them a really good, really good ball game here. Right, yeah, and no matter who advances uh, St. Elmo, uh, they would bring a, a good crowd here on a Friday night, and the Friday night atmosphere would be electric if it happens to be Nokomis. So I think that maybe that would be a little bit of advantage that you guys have already been in yeah. that atmosphere here. It was a hostile environment. We said it felt like yeah. a postseason game on that Friday night. So uh, you think it's a benefit that they've, uh, the guys have already been in kind of that hostile environment here if it would be Nokomis? Yeah, if it's Nokomis, you know, it was. If, I would be more concerned if we would have came up here and won by 20 or, you know, 15. Yeah. Um, you know, not that not that we're still, we're still going to have to play. We're going to have to play our, our rear ends off. I mean, they're, sure. they're, Coach DeWerf does a real good job. You, you know, basically two teams you know what you're going to get. Uh, you know, St. Elmo's kind of the wild card when you don't know what defense they're going to run, but you know what two defenses with Nokomis and us. So, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, yeah, I'd be more concerned if we came came in here and just dominated, and we didn't. So we're going to have to have to come to play us, them, or you know, obviously St. Elmo, whoever wins this bowl game. So it should be a good game. Sure, and uh, we'll definitely stick around for that and uh, watch who we face on uh, Friday night. But uh, another step closer to uh, a regional championship. I know uh, the motivation always coming in uh, with what happened last season and. Uh, coming up short in the regional championship last year uh, as well. Are you thinking about that at all? Yeah, I've, uh, I'm not afraid to hide things from kids. Uh, you know, I, I, I tell them, I mean, you know, you got to make last year hurt still. It's got to still hurt. We say that. We said it last year at the end of the season. you got to say I'll make it hurt. There's a lot of guys in that locker room that know how that felt. So, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they don't want it. They don't want their season to end. they got some high expectations, you know, some high aspirations. But, uh, you know, we gotta we got to do a real good job. Um, and, and, and take care of business. So, sure. And well, coach, we'll uh, let you go here, uh, and uh, we'll uh, watch this one, and uh, we'll be back here on a Friday night. One thing with when coach Coach Palmer for Carlisle, he just oh, yeah. retired. Um, right. You know, I, I we have I haven't coached against him very long, but I knew him kind of through the IBCA. He, he is he's a heck of a coach. He's been doing it for a long time, somewhere in the high twenties. Um, Twenty nine years yeah, of so, coaching. So he he it was it was a pleasure coaching against him. He's such a great guy. He's such a you know he's a good coach. Um, I, it's sad to see some of those guys kind of get out of the business, but uh, you know uh, he, he's done Carlisle well. And if any Carlisle people are listening, you know he 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 deserves a lot of credit. So uh, I, I I hate to hate to send Coach Palmer off into the sunset, but uh, you know he he's a heck of a coach. Yeah, he, he was, and uh, so. Uh, again, congratulations on the win there, and we'll see you again on a Friday right back here in the Comis. And, again, we'll wait whoever is uh, waiting us on a Friday for the championship. Again, it'll be at a 7 o'clock at the tip-off, and uh, we'll have a coverage here on a Jack FM for that game. 
Uh, also, a huge crowd should be expected as well as there was a nice crowd uh, last time around. There was a good crowd tonight, and I see that they've switched things over. They are sitting here on the uh, St. Elmo side, I believe, is how they configure the uh, gym. So, Altamont uh, fans sticking around to uh, watch this one. And, of course, you know, the team is sticking around as well. I see Mason Robinson over there wearing the uh, chain uh, tonight as well. So, uh, we're in uh, probably for a, a good one uh, coming up here. But uh, let's throw it back over to uh, Dom as he's back here on the headsets, and uh, we'll get some final numbers, and we'll wrap this one up. All right, thanks, Travis. Uh, first of all, for Carlisle, they fall here tonight. Steve Altamont, 62-48. Uh, Carlisle did out for Altamont in that second half, 32-30. But for some individual stats for Sam Rusher, he was 3-for-6 from the field, 3-for-4 from three-point range. Four, he had 15 points. Redick Steinkamp was 1-for-5 from the field, 0-for-1 from the three-point range, and 2-for-2 two two from the free-throw line with four points. Hayden Hughes, 2-for-6 from the field, 0-for-4 from three-point range with four points. Hunter Taylor, 1-for-4 from the field, 1-for-2 from the free-throw line. He had uh, three points. Colton Hughes, 1-for-1 from the field, 1-for-3 one for, one for point range, and 1-for-1 one one from the free-throw line with six points. Wyatt Nighthouse 0 for 1 from the field, 1 for 3 from the three-point range, and 1 for 2, excuse me, from the uh, free-throw line. Matthew Guthrie did have a double-double, 12 points. He was 5 for 12 from the field, 2 for 7 from the free-throw line, 10 blocks, or excuse me, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. And uh, for Carlisle, as a team, they were 13 to 30 from the field for 43%, 5 of 13 from three-point range for 38%, from 7 to 14, from the free-throw line for 50%. For Altamont, Jared Hammers, one for one from the field and three for four from the free-throw line with five points. Wyatt Phillips, two for two from the field and one for two from the three-point range with seven points. Dylan Elam, one for seven from the field and one for three from the three-point range and one for two from the free-throw line. Six points, Avery Yarhouse, two for five from the field, three for nine from the three-point range, 13 points. Mason Robinson, four for seven from the field, three for five from three-point range, one for two from the free-throw line, 18 points. Logan Fournette, three for four from the field, 0 for one from three-point range, 0 for two from the free-throw line, six points. Pioneer Hart, one for four from the field, and one for two from the free-throw line with three points. Eric Coleman, two for two from the field. And Caden Miller played but did not score. Alabama has a team shot 16 to 32 from the field for 50%, 8 for 20 from three point range for 40%, and 6 for 2 from the free throw line for 50%. So uh, they score 62 points and win here tonight, 62 to 48. Moving on to the championship game versus one of our next contests between South Roustown and the Coleman. And uh, so out uh, my headquarters of uh, 21, 11, uh, 12, and 18, but I was 62, and Carlisle had quarters of 11, 5, 17, and 15 for their 48. Other finals here, if you missed it, they're uh, Tuscola. They're all over Billy Grove, 100 to 35, multiple sources, so that the score is confirmed. Uh, Topless one over Shelbyville, 68-35, and... Let's see, uh, we have Lawrenceville over Fairfield, 27-22 at the half. Lincoln over Danville, 38-28. Uh, and then that's all the other scores that I have updated. But 
We'll definitely look out for that St. Anthony and North Clay game later on tonight in uh, Frenham. I uh, saw that Carlisle, or not Carlisle, we, we just played Carlisle. It was uh, Chrysler Rock. They had the lead uh, by four at halftime over Sisney uh, there in uh, that one. And the winner of that North Clay, St. Anthony, and would take on the winner of that uh, Chrysler Rock and uh, Sisney game. As yes, they went final as Chrysler Rock defeated Sisney 61 and 246 there in uh, Farina. So stay tuned to the website. We'll have all the scores updated on the website for you tomorrow morning, and we'll have uh, all the analysis as well to talk about uh, this game and the area games as well on the start of lineup. So uh, that's 11 to noon over on 989 of the uh, game. So uh, that'll do it here for us here from Nokomis on Wednesday, but we're back here on a Friday for the championship. 7 o'clock, and you are traveling over here to Nogomis on a Friday. $5 will get you in the door. General admission at set by the IHSA for regional play. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks to Derek back in the studio for returning the dials and keeping us on and off the air tonight. Uh, thanks to Dom for coming along with me tonight and uh, stats and uh, color commentating analysis. And we'll be back here on a Friday for the championship, either St. Omo or Nokomis. Either way, we'll be here at 7 o'clock on a Friday night for the regional championship. This is Travis Sparks uh, throwing it back to a Jack FM to where we are back to playing the music that we want. And have a great rest of your night, and we will talk to you again on a Friday for the regional championship. Have a good night, everybody. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, You'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.